Blue Stocking Conversation Parties. When the young writer Hannah More first came to London in 1775, she wrote excitedly to her sister after attending Elizabeth Montagu's salon. I had yesterday the pleasure of dining in Hill Street, Berkeley Square, at a certain Mrs. Montagu's, a name not totally obscure. The party consisted of herself, Mrs. Carter, Dr. Johnson, Mrs. Boscowen, Miss Reynolds, and Sir Joshua, the idol of every company, some other persons of high rank and less wit, and your humble servant. Mrs. Montagu received me with the most encouraging kindness. She is not only the finest genius. But the finest lady I ever saw. She lives in the highest style of magnificence. Her apartments and table are in the most splendid taste. But what baubles are these when speaking of a Montague? Her form, for she has no body, is delicate even to fragility. Her countenance, the most animated in the world. Hannah More wrote a poem called Bas Bleu, or Conversation, that provides a rare document of blue stocking life. The title uses the French for blue stockings. Her poem suggests that women played a vital role in Enlightenment society by cultivating conversation as a means of education. Our intellectual awe must shine, not slumber, idly in the mine. Let education's moral mint the noblest images imprint. Let taste her curious touchstone hold to try if standard be the gold. But 'tis thy commerce, conversation, must give it use by circulation, that noblest commerce of mankind, whose precious merchandise is mind. In a letter to Elizabeth Carter, Elizabeth Montagu praised the original genius of their mutual friend Elizabeth Vesey, another blue stocking hostess known as the Sylph because of her seductive social powers. The blue box to which Montagu refers is Vesey's drawing room. In which she gathered a remarkable range of visitors. I already delight in the prospect of the blue box in which our sylph assembles all the heterogeneous natures in the world, and indeed, in many respects, resembles paradise. For there, the lion sits down by the lamb, the tiger dandles the kid. All gather under the downy wing of the sylph, and are soothed into good humour. Elizabeth Vesey favoured a random arrangement of small groups of chairs, in contrast to Elizabeth Montague's more formal semicircle that unified all the guests into one group. The novelist Fanny Burney vividly described Vesey's parties. Her fears were so great of the horror, as it was styled, of a circle, from the ceremony and awe which it produced, that she pushed all the small sofas as well as chairs pell-mell about the apartments, so as not to leave even a zigzag path of communication free from impediment. And her greatest delight was to place the seats back to back, so that those who occupied them could perceive no more of their nearest neighbour than if the parties had been sent into different rooms. An arrangement that could only be eluded by such a twisting of the neck as to threaten the interlocutors with a spasmodic affection. Fanny Burney also contrasted Vesey's scattered groups with the more regulated atmosphere of Elizabeth Montague's salon. At Mrs. Montague's, the semicircle that faced the fire retained during the whole evening its unbroken form. The lady of the castle commonly placed herself at the upper end of the room, near the commencement of the curve, so as to be courteously visible to all her guests, having the person of the highest rank or consequence properly on one side, and the person the most eminent for talents sagaciously on the other. Her conversational powers were of a truly superior order: strong, just, 
clear and often eloquent.